Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. What a weekend. Back and better than ever. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance and guests on the Shell Penzoil performance line. Dan Orlovsky will join me in just a moment. Really was a wonderful weekend. Yesterday, at one point, I turned to my son and I said, I'm exhausted. I had not moved from the couch since 9 o'clock in the morning. It was about 6.30 in the evening. Hadn't moved, and I was spent. I got up. As soon as the golf came on, I was watching it. Then it bled right into the football, and then the other football, and I couldn't move. And I'm telling you, by the middle of the afternoon, I can't explain why I'd ever moved. I went from there to the basically to the refrigerator to get some food, and that's it. In fact, we decided Stace wasn't in the house yesterday. It's just Stevie and me. We kept ordering food. <laughs> Because we couldn't even be bothered to go deal with putting together food. So I, I, we, we could not be distracted from what we were watching for even two minutes. And yet I found the day exhausting. Go figure that out. Either that's more tiring than I think it is, or I'm getting older than I think I am. Anyway, we had a huge first hour here. A reminder that this show was a podcast every single day. Hashtag Greeny is the name of it. Each hour is its own little podcast to check out every single word that we say and all the fun that we have. Hashtag Greeny anywhere you get your podcasts. Meanwhile, back to all the NFL action here and with a guy who also loves the Masters and loves the golf. Uh, at Stan Orlovsky, who was with me here on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Dan on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hello again, Dan. Green, what's going on, bud? How are you? How are you? Oh, I'm outstanding. And, and look, you, your passion today on so many different topics was extraordinary, but clearly the Eagles is where it begins. Um, for those that don't know, Dan is married to a Philly girl, so you pay close attention to that team. And you have been identified on our show on Get Up as sort of the, the, the leader of the Carson Wentz fan club, although to your credit, you have been uh, critical of him a lot this season. But for those who didn't get a chance to hear your thoughts this morning on that performance from the Eagles in that game yesterday, I'd love to hear it now. Yeah, Grinny, multiple ways. Like, first of all, the Eagles were coming off of their bye week. So that means you get two weeks to prepare for a team in the Giants that, one, has been playing good football, but two, almost beat you three weeks ago. So, like, you got two weeks. This is a must-win game with what your schedule looks like for the next five weeks. And I'm thinking, okay, everybody's back healthy. This is going to be a really good game plan. The game plan stunk. Number two, they didn't look like they were prepared for quarterback run, for the zone read at all. The Giants went down the field, the opening drive of the game with quarterback read, two different plays. Untouched, Daniel Jones goes into the end zone. Did they not prepare for quarterback run at all? Number three, stop using the uh, the, the Jalen Hurts package. It's not helping your team. There's no reason for you to continue to do it. Number four, they waited until the third quarter with Seven minutes and seven, 16 seconds left to get Carson Wentz out of the pocket, Greeny. That's 38 minutes of football against the defense in the Giants that has been good but struggles. They're 26th in the NFL defending quarterbacks outside the pocket. Why was that not more of your plan? And then the kicker for me was the 4th and 10 when they decided to go one-on-one backside. Bradbury at corner for the Giants has been having an outstanding year versus their rookie and Jalen Rager. That was the plan? That was the plan that you devised up over that two-week span? Just so, like, Carson Wentz was okay yesterday, never elevated the team at all, but, goodness, the plan was atrocious. Yeah, and, and so how much of this is on the quarterback? Because at the end of the day, and we, we heard a little bit this morning, I guess Doug Peterson got upset on the radio in Philadelphia, and he had his old teammate Brett Favre last week, coincidentally or not, <laughs> 
suggesting that maybe Wentz shouldn't have been the quarterback there. Foles should, which is another way of saying, hey, all the problems with the Eagles are Wentz's fault. They're not the coach's fault. So we may be setting ourselves up for that thing now. So, so I'm asking you as one who analyzes the quarterback position, in my view, as well as literally anyone, how much of the problem in Philadelphia has the quarterback been? Yeah, I think he's been a fair share of it this season, Greeny. I think you can say, hey, half, let's, say, let's put a percentage on it. You can point to 50% of that team's struggles this year, or at least offensively, have been because of Carson Wentz's kind of uncharacteristic play. He's never been a guy that's turned the football over a ton. He did that a lot this year. And so that's certainly that, – that was really, I would say, over the last five weeks that's only showed itself once. That was that Dallas Cowboy game. Other than that, he's been playing good, solid football. The first month of the season, I think anybody knows, you know, that was a really bad and, and poor start to Carson Wentz. But the last five or six weeks, he's played solid football. I just look at it like this, Greeny. I'm always going to look at coaching and go, okay, coaching, what are you doing to utilize your players the absolute best, the unquestionable best way? And that doesn't happen enough. Yesterday, they could have ran the ball for 200 yards yesterday. It's almost like Doug Peterson is constantly trying to prove that that they're almost the same people, Greeny, him and Carson Wentz. Like, he's always trying to constantly prove that 2017 wasn't the fluke and it wasn't just Frank Reich and he can call a great game. And then Carson, play-wise or style-wise, is always like, 2017 was a fluke. He can be the MVP. It wasn't all Nick, Nick Foles. And that, like, right now is, is, is not working. And the wild thing, Greeny, is because this is the, way, the reason that I get, one of the reasons why I get so passionate about it, is last year we watched both of them not do that. We watched both of them methodically and kind of together and maturity-wise just take this team into the playoffs when they were decimated by injuries. And that's the most frustrating aspect of it for me this year. Yeah, I see it the same way. I thought the same thing. I thought that Wentz really turned a corner in particular last year with the way he carried that team. And then he gets hurt at the beginning of the playoff game, and, and it just hasn't been okay since. Greeny and Orlovsky with you here on ESPN Radio. Next stop is Baltimore. Now, the weather is an enormous factor in the game last night against New England, obviously. It was a monsoon. Um, But that said, the, the way the Ravens are trying to win, the way they put together an historically great offense last year, is it over? Do they need to change, fundamentally change some either of their personnel or their philosophy in order to win what they really want to win based upon what you're seeing in their offense right now? Yeah, I think the personnel point is the, the place you have to start. You know, it's funny, Greeny, when they drafted Lamar Jackson, I remember doing something for a show, and I said, the challenge with this is because once you decide you're all in with Lamar, you're all in. Like, you're, as an organization, you are all in. The people that you have on your offense are going to be very specific to this style that you want to play, which is this kind of confusion-based, quarterback-run-centric pound the football offense. And so the offensive linemen that you got, they've got to be able to do that. The tight end, they've got to be able to do that. Your receiver's got to be part of your run game and your blocking game. And so you've become so invested in really just the only ability the offensively, like style-wise that you can run, has to fit under that. And right now, the, the offseason, they lost their guard and they decided to go from three tight ends to two. And that kind of made them just a little bit weaker. And they've been beat up with some really important injuries. And so now you're looking at a team offensively that 
you know, misses, missing some really integral parts to their offense, especially the style that they're trying to play. They don't do anything well. They don't even run the ball that well anymore. Like, they don't do anything well. Their pass game has absolutely rhyme or re- zero rhyme or reason to it. And the, the wild thing is last year, I remember going every defensive coordinator and defense goes into that game scared to death to play the Ravens because they have no idea what to do. And this year, no defensive coordinator is scared to play them because they're simple. As long as you stop them on early downs running the football with their base offense and don't pay attention to all the motion that means nothing for their offense, they just motion just because, you get them into so many different situations that they have absolutely no comfort with, and then you're so far ahead. Yeah, if you look at the games they've played this year against good teams, they've they've lost basically all of them. They they they're I'm just going through. They beat the Colts, so I think are a good team, twenty four ten. But that's about it. And so they sit there right now. I think if you start making a list of the teams that I could see winning the AFC, I don't think I would put them on it. Uh, Dan, next up is Tampa and Tom Brady. You used the word surgical this morning with me on TV as we were talking about what we saw from their offense yesterday. And Rex Ryan was pounding the idea of balance. So I want to ask you, as one who played the quarterback position, like it's so easy for me to sit here and say, how the hell did you only run the ball five times last week? And you need to run it more like you did this week 37 times. And in Tom Brady's career, he's 75-2 and when they run it at least 35 times. When teams get one-dimensional, how does that happen? And, And if you're Tampa, how do you make sure that doesn't happen with Brady yeah I'd say the number one reason is ego you know like coaches always think they're smarter than everybody and they always think that they can you know football is a really simple game it's just coached and played by complicated people and so you know a lot of times it's like well we can do this against this team or we can attack this team this way and that's our best way to win this game and it holds them back and and really gets them into bad situations and then you know when you get into a bad situation it's almost like that, that I'm going to fight back thing. It's like, no, I know I'm right. I know that the game plan for us to do this this week is the right game plan. And that's what lends you into getting yourself in trouble. Also, the inability to get away from things that you believe are like the foundation of who you are. You know, like I said this this morning, Bruce Arians has never really used tight ends that much in his offense. So they've never really been featured parts of his offense. They need to be. It's the, it will be the reason that this team wins the NFC, the use of their tight end. But you've got to get coaches who have had success doing it a certain way that they've got to look at it and go, okay, that's not the way that we're going to do it here. How do we adjust? And so there's so many different reasons why coaches can get themselves into, or, or their teams into bad situations, and they don't know how to necessarily get themselves out of it. Interesting. Dan Orlovsky with me on ESPN Radio. Um, oh, Okay, so so as you were talking, Bubba said in my ear, check Woj tweet. And so let me give you something that constitutes a little breaking basketball news. This is two minutes ago from our Adrian Wojnarowski. The Phoenix Suns are finalizing a deal to acquire Oklahoma City Thunder All-Star guard Chris Paul. Sources tell ESPN. This is the day um, that uh, that teams can start making deals. And we are hearing the name James Harden being thrown around and Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis is going to opt out, although all signs point to him going back to the Lakers. But now here again, Woj, three minutes ago, the Suns are finalizing a deal to acquire Chris Paul. So he will go to the desert. He had a very good year. How did you know that, Danny? How'd you know? I'm in in Bristol. Woj is sitting right next to me. (laughs) (laughs) Is, Is he literally sitting next to you? 
sitting right next to me. I walked into him having the conversation. He looked at me and gave me like the finger over the mouth, like be quiet. And I was like, okay. And he got off the phone. He goes, you're getting to see how the sausage gets made. He goes, I can't say anything right now just yet. So, oh, that is classic. If we weren't in a pandemic, I would say hand him the phone and let me ask him a of question course. or two. But we can't do that. Of no, course. no, you can't do it. You can't do it because because uh, I, I hope you're sitting at least six feet away from him. Anyway, Orlovsky with me here. That's a, a little quick breaking news. Chris Paul to the Phoenix Suns. We will get a little more reaction to that coming up. And again, Harden is the big name. Let me ask you one more thing, Dan, while I have you. Um, I keep hearing some people, including Sean Payton, trying to convince the world that Taysom Hill is the quarterback of the Saints when Drew Brees is no longer there. But I, I, last year, when Brees got hurt, Teddy Bridgewater started five games. And yesterday, yeah. when Brees gets hurt, Jameis Winston winds up in the game. And I, I, I guess I will put this in the form of a question. We all hope that Brees is okay with those ribs. It looked bad. If Brees is out for a couple of weeks, who's their quarterback? Oh, unquestionably, it should be Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston will give you the best opportunity to operate your offense. You're still going to use Taysom Hill the way that you have been. I do like that that little wrinkle, especially down in those situational things, third downs and red zone where you can get a plus one in the run game. But Jameis Winston, you know, Jameis had some good moments yesterday. He got away with some throws, some throws that should have been picked. But I do believe that Jameis gives you the best. Because, again, once you go in with Taysom, it affects everybody. It affects everyone. Where Jameis is allow, at least going to allow your offensive line to play the way they've been playing, Kamara the way that way uh, to play the way he's been playing, Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Once, if you decide to go to Taysom Hill, like is Michael Thomas? Can you use him the same way? No, you can't. Can you use Kamara the same way? No, you can't. So I don't want to lessen those players. It should be Jameis. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know why they keep saying Taysom Hill is going to be our quarterback because it's a good example of how you should just pay no attention to what people say and just look what they do. They've had opportunities to make him the quarterback and they keep not doing it. All right, Dan, uh, enjoy it today. We're at 4 o'clock Eastern time every weekday. Dan and Marcus and Laura and Mina and everybody with NFL Live on ESPN. We will be watching. Thank you, Dan. He was great today, as always. Thanks, Green. You're the best, bud. All right, it's my friend Dan Orlovsky, who was terrific on TV. We've had such great Mondays with him and Rex and RC on the shows on Get Up, and then him joining me here, and it's just been terrific. So it was a really good day in the NFL, or an interesting day for a lot of different teams and a lot of different reasons in the NFL yesterday. And a quick reminder that sometimes we all accidentally damage our phones, right? It happens. Well, now Straight Talk Wireless's new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection, just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, data, and more. See Mobile Protect terms and conditions at Assurion.com slash straight talk limitations and exclusions apply. Okay, next order of business. I, I, our friend, Mr. Van Pelt, Scott Van Pelt, whom I've known for 20 years and who I've said many times missed his calling. I've told him this. He absolutely should have been on Saturday Night Live because he's the funniest person you'll ever meet in your entire life. He and I anchored together the 6 o'clock Sports Center for two years. And he would make me laugh during breaks like no one has ever made me laugh. But he does his bit, you know, bad beats on the evening sports centers, you know, the nighttime sports centers, which is so good. And there were two yesterday, two moments from the NFL yesterday that were, to steal that phrase from him, the most brutal bad beats you could ever possibly imagine. You know what one of them is, and that is Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb yesterday in a game in which his team, the Cleveland Browns, are leading by three 
breaks loose at the end of the game and is going to run untouched into the end zone for, I forget exactly where the play started, but something in the neighborhood of a 60-yard touchdown run, untouched, He's just going to run in, scamper home with a minute left, and they're going to go up 10, and they're going to win, and that's going to be the end of it. And I was originally focused on this because I was playing against Nick Chubb on DraftKings yesterday when he first ran out of bounds at the one-yard line. My first thought was, oh, that's fantastic, because the person I'm playing against doesn't get the six points that Nick Chubb would have gotten for that touchdown. But of course, I was burying the lead. The far more important point is that the line on that game was Cleveland minus four and a half. So he goes out of bounds at the one-yard line, just giving up an uncontested touchdown. And that's the line right there, four and a half. So if you had the Browns minus the four and a half, that was the second worst beat of the day. It was not the worst. The worst was another one I hadn't thought of. The worst came after the best play of the NFL season. In fact, Bob, I'll give you a second to load it. Let's set this up properly. Let's let you hear the best play of the NFL season. This is the call of the the play that wins the game, although not the last play of the game, courtesy of Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins. Go ahead, Bubba, hit it. Murray back to throw, flushed out, rolling left in trouble, slips a tackle, got to launch it. He does. Left side, into the end zone, jump ball, and it is. Is it caught? Is it caught? Oh, my goodness, it's caught. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. He caught it for a touchdown with one second left. I can't believe it. You've got to be joking me. Hopkins reaches up with three defenders around him and pulls it in. And the Cardinals lead it 32 to 30 with a second left. The most important part of that call is with a second left. There's one second left on the clock. In fact, they would have kicked the extra point even if there hadn't been. But did you see what they did? You may not have. I didn't notice it until I got a note this morning. Shout out to my buddy Chris Carrera sent me a note this morning from a friend of his, and I will just read it directly. D-Hop, I had Buffalo plus two and a half, and after the Hail Mary, they took a knee so as not to risk a blocked PAT. Miracles exist everywhere. So the, the, the number on the game, at least he had, I've seen it at three and even three and a half, but this guy had it at two and a half. The, the Cardinals don't kick the extra point for fear that if it gets blocked and run back, that's two points and the game gets tied. So they take the knee with the one second remaining. And as a result, the game finishes Cardinals by two. That is the worst beat of all time. Van P., if you were listening on your way back from Augusta, where, by the way, you were, as always, sensational, um, feel free to use that one tonight because I hadn't seen that and I wouldn't have if I hadn't gotten sent that note to me this morning. But that is one of the wor- that's one of the worst beats you could ever possibly imagine. But that's how that one went yesterday. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line got a look ahead to a very interesting game on Monday Night Football that we'll get to shortly. I will let you hear what was, without question, the funniest moment of my TV show in months. It happened today, and it came completely at my expense. And then I will tell you the one coach in the NFL 
that I am becoming the most impressed with. Now on ESPN Plus. Do you know what I've lived through as a fan of this franchise? The daily video stream of Greeny with Mike Greenberg. The big personality has worked against him. It has bit him in the butt this year. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. The Max Kellerman Show. Dan Lebatard and Tanae Angola Jr. can now be seen exclusively on ESPN Plus. With ESPN Plus, you'll get access to each show, plus live sports, exclusive originals, and more. Sign up now at ESPNPlus.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Half past the hour, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio and streaming on ESPN+. Plus. These Mondays have gotten busy. Very busy. I have so many things going on here. I'm trying to keep up with them all. And the night will end tonight with the last game of Week 10 on the NFL schedule right on ESPN, and it's a good game. Monday Night Football Preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. It's the Bears and the Vikings in Chicago in a game where I think the loser is done. If you look at the NFC right now, even the winner of this game might not make the playoffs. I think the loser is done, and they've come from completely opposite directions. The Vikings started out awful, and now they're riding Dalvin Cook, and they look good, probably good enough to make it interesting down the stretch of the season. The Bears, meanwhile, started great, and now they look awful. And whether it's a coincidence or not, the awfulness really began in earnest when they made the quarterback change that was supposed to take them to the next level. So we have a lot of really complicated situations right now involving quarterbacks and their coaches. We talked about the one in Philadelphia with Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson, and is that relationship right now headed towards something that needs to be severed? And then you've got the one in Chicago, sort of the triangle between Matt Nagy and Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. And the reality of it is that Nick Foles plays the way uh, Matt Nagy wants the game played, but he does it badly. Mitch Trubisky doesn't play the game the way the coach wants it played, but he somehow manages mostly to win. When they won games two years ago, it was because of Trubisky. And this year, when they benched him, they were 3-0. and And they're a long way from that now. So this game tonight, I think, has absolutely everything at stake for both teams. The way Dalvin Cook is playing right now and the way Nick Foles is playing right now, it's impossible not to take Minnesota. I like the Vikings on the road. Call it 26-17, something like that tonight at Soldier Field. The Monday preview was brought to you by 
Progressive Insurance, drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click, click today. Find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Hashtag KOD. All right, the hashtag KOD. Kiss, K- Kiss of Death is next. The hashtag KOD, uh, which, by the way, has gotten to be a little less deathy of late, if you couldn't help but notice. I put the hashtag KOD, the Kiss of Death, on Dustin Johnson last week. And yesterday, Dustin Johnson was wearing the nicest green jacket he'll ever wear. So the KOD didn't work so badly for him. And let's see how it works now. My hashtag KOD right now goes on Joe Judge, head coach, New York Giants, future NFC East champions. And by that, I mean six or so weeks from now. I think the Giants are going to win that division. The Eagles are in free fall and they're terrible and they look like they don't care. The Cowboys are in free fall and they're terrible and help is not on the way at the quarterback position. Washington is just unimaginably bad. They continue to find ways to lose games and they need to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback long term. And then there are the Giants. Look at the improvement in the Giants from the beginning of the season till now. We were talking about their defense being historically bad at the beginning of the year. Defense looks a lot better now. We were talking about Daniel Jones, a turnover machine through much of his time there. Well, all of a sudden, he's not turning the ball over. And they're taking advantage of his ability to run. It's not just the big run he had against Philly three weeks ago and then the one yesterday. He's running for first downs. They're taking advantage of his athleticism. And they're finding some places to go with some receivers. Look, they're not good. The Giants are not a good team in any other division that we'd be talking about trying to get the first pick in the draft if you were the Giants. But in that division, where they could wind up something like, they literally could wind up winning that division at 6-10. and 10. I don't think that's out of the question. You probably will have to get to 7-9. and nine. The Eagles, by virtue of the tie they have, will probably wind up getting to six wins and only nine losses. So you'll probably have to get to 7-9, and nine, and that's probably a mountain too tall to climb for the Giants. But I'll tell you what, I'm impressed with them. And Rex is too. We had this conversation on TV this morning. I want you to hear Rex Ryan on the coach of the Giants, Joe Judge, because he, I think, has turned a little bit of a corner with that team. And, of all, and look, it's far too far uh, to go to decide that he's going to be the Belichick disciple that works. Brian Flores in Miami, I think, has a leg up on that. But I like what I'm seeing from a, from a coach whose team plays hard for him every single week. And here was Rex Ryan this morning talking about Joe Judge, the coach of the Giants. I have not been a Joe Judge fan at all. Joe Badass and all that. That, that just that stinks. But he, he, I tell you what, he got my respect and he earned his team's respect the night before the game. What he did was, was absolutely brilliant. He showed effort plays, hustle plays, passion. And he said, this is our football team. And to me, all of a sudden, the Giants came out a different team, like they could breathe a little bit. And it wasn't Joe Badass. It was Joe's one of us. And to me, that was huge. And his team's responding that way. I'll tell you what. So my hashtag KOD is not that the Giants are going to win the division. I think they have a really good chance. I think they're the best team in the division. If you restarted the season and played it all now, they'd win it easily. They're by far the best team right now in the division, but they put themselves so far behind the eight ball by looking so bad at the beginning of the year. But my hashtag KOD is this. I think they have a quarterback. You know, all this talk about which teams would give up on the young quarterback that they have if they found themselves in a position to get another one. 
with the Giants, with the Jets, with the Dolphins, with the Cowboys, if they wind up in a position to draft one of the quarterbacks. I believe Daniel Jones is a quarterback. I think they've got it. I think they've got him. If they find themselves in a position to trade back, they should. I don't think they will because there's only two quarterbacks in this draft people will kill themselves for, and the Giants are going to be pick, not going to be picking high enough to get either one. But my hashtag KOD is for their quarterback because I think he's good. I think they have a quarterback. I think they just need a little patience. They got a coach who I think the team likes playing for. I'm impressed with what I see there. The rest of the division is a catastrophe. All right, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance, my guest on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. And then it comes back to the tie. The tie that the Eagles had earlier this season. The tie that their head coach, Doug Peterson, was willing to accept late in an overtime against Cincinnati. And, oh, everybody was crushing him for it. You can't play for a tie. I'd rather lose than tie. Look at the freaking standings now and tell me you can still say that with a straight face. I said it then, and I'll say it again. There are three possible outcomes of a football game. Winning is better than tying, and tying is better than losing. And I'm telling you right now, if the Eagles are going to make the playoffs this year, which at the end of the day is the goal, it will be because of the tie. It will absolutely be because of the tie. And so when I was pounding the table about this two months ago, I was right, and I'm still right, and the next time it comes up, I'll be right again. And I tried to bring that up this morning, and I got shouted down, but I got shouted down so hilariously that I wanted to bring it back. I tried to bring up the tie to Ryan Clark, and Ryan Clark cut me off before I could even get there, and I just want you to hear what he said to me next. Ah, no, 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 no. No, don't do it. Don't you. Greeny, if you talk about that dang tie, if you talk about the tie, Greeny, I'm cutting off my TV you app. I'm taking off my mic and I'm going to watch y'all on TV, bro. I'm not doing this today. I tweeted you back yesterday, bro. I told you if you come on this show with that. Guys, if I'm looking at the standings and I look at the stats, it says that the Philadelphia Eagles, they're up. Let me tell you why they're up. They're up because they took the tie, guys. It was, it was six Mondays ago. I said Dan. I said Rex. I said RC. This tie, this tie is why they're going to win it. And listen, I was at home with Stace. Me, Stace and I were watching Northwestern. Northwestern's undefeated, by the way. I told Stace, hey, Stace, after Northwestern wins, if Philadelphia wins, loses, they're still up. Why, Stace? Because of the tie. And I am still correct. There you go. I said it for you. Now you ain't got to say it. That was Ryan Clark this morning. And I'll tell you something. I have been begging Freight Caliendo to do an imitation of me. They say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. I love it. I love imitations. I love anyone trying to do. I don't I didn't I don't think I'm that distinctive. Like my voice is not so distinctive, but that was a pretty good one. That was Ryan Clark doing me on the TV this morning, and I enjoyed the heck out of it. The reaction to it was spectacular. But at the end of the day, I will merely just finish up the thought by reiterating. I'm right. I'm right. And the tie is the reason the Eagles are going to wind up in the playoffs. So it has been my chance to give you all of my thoughts all day long here. Now it's going to be yours. The number is 888-SAY-ESPN. You got hot takes coming out of yesterday in the NFL. I want to hear them, and I want them blistering hot. Your hot takes coming up on the NFL, 888-SAY-ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny with you on a Monday, presented by Progressive's Home Insurance. Get your quote at progressive.com today and my phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN and I'm coming to you for your hot takes in a moment. In fact, Bubba, fire up the music. And for those just joining me, I gave you my top three hot takes coming out of a Sunday in the NFL. Let me run through those here, and then I want to hear from you, Bubba. Let's start. Number three. Number three. Carson Wentz is not the problem in Philadelphia. A team stinks. And in fact, they're about to have a me or him moment between the coach and the quarterback. You can feel it. The Brett Favre stuff last week, if you think that was a coincidence, if you think that came out of nowhere, you just aren't paying attention. And now Doug Peterson's all upset on the radio in Philadelphia today. This thing is a mess. The defense is terrible. There's no plan whatsoever. The personnel has fallen apart completely. The quarterback has not played well, but he's not the problem. The Eagles are a disaster, and Carson Wentz is not the problem in Philadelphia. In fact, as bad as he's been, he's still got a chance to be the solution. So hot take number three is the Eagles have a lot of problems. Carson Wentz is low on their list. Bubba, next. Number two. The Ravens are done. The Ravens, as we know them, are not a Super Bowl team. Doesn't mean that they won't make the playoffs. Doesn't mean they won't win any games. But this thing put together the way it has been put together. The league has figured out how to stop it. The Ravens don't walk into the gym thinking they're going to beat you and knowing that you know they're going to beat you anymore. And injuries haven't helped. They gave up one tight end. They lost another one yesterday. They lost the left tackle a couple of weeks ago. And they don't have anyone for Lamar Jackson to throw the ball to outside the numbers if and when they need it, which this year it feels like every time they play a good team, they do. So I think the Ravens are going to have to rethink what they're doing and go forward playing something that looks a little more like a conventional offense with a quarterback who I still think has a chance to be an all-time great. Get him some help and see if he can do it. But right now, specifically to the way they're trying to play, this little micro-era of Baltimore Ravens football, as of yesterday, is done. Bubba, one more. Number one. Jalen Ramsey was the best player in the NFL yesterday. He was Revis-esque. Yesterday, he introduced DK Metcalf to Revis Island, Ramsey Island, whatever you want to call it. He was the best player in the NFL yesterday. A lot of great players, a lot of great plays. But the best player in the National Football League yesterday was Jalen Ramsey, who took DK Metcalf out of a game. Two catches, 28 yards for the most talented receiver in the NFL. Those are my hot takes. Now I want to hear yours. Tony, you're first up on ESPN Radio. Give me a hot take coming out of yesterday in the NFL. Tony, what do you got? I got Tua Tungabailoa leading Miami into Buffalo week 17 to win the division, and he comes back and wins rookie of the year. I love it. I See, this is exactly the way I like these. 
quick hot take that with a little actual heat to it. And you know what? I don't disagree. They play each other the last week of the season, January 3rd, Miami-Buffalo. I do believe that game will be for the division. I agree with that take. If you look at the schedules between now and then, and if he wins the division, could Tua be Rookie of the Year? Absolutely. I think everyone's ready to hand it to Joe Burrow. Herbert's been great, but Tua outplayed him yesterday. And if he wins the division, I agree with you, he'll be Rookie of the Year. It's a great take. John is next on ESPN Radio. John, what's your hot take? If the Raiders upset the Chiefs this weekend, they'll be the dark horse in the AFC. They have to put it all together, and I'm excited to see it. I really like that. I I love it. You know, they're the one team that's beaten Kansas City this year. They've got all kinds of balance. Let me look at the rest of their schedule. You know what? Tomorrow, I'm going to set aside, in your honor, John, because that was an excellent hot take. Nuno and Bubba and Cliff, let's set aside some time tomorrow to do some Raiders because we barely touched on them today. That's a good team. The The Raiders are good. They've beaten the Chiefs already. They get them Sunday night. They get their shot to do it again. They can play smash mouth with Jacobs. Derek Carr is having quietly the best year that no one has said a word about all season. Their defense is not bad. I'm looking at their schedule right now up on ESPN+. They got some winnable games. After Kansas City, they have Atlanta, then the Jets. Hmm, going to be interesting. I don't think they catch KC. I don't think they win the division. I definitely think they make the playoffs. And I think the future looks pretty good in Las Vegas right now for the Raiders. I like that take. And I would not be stunned if they win that game on Sunday night. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Your hot takes. Don, you're next. What do you have? Hey, Greeny, I'm going to borrow a line from you, buddy, if that's okay. You ready? Yeah, go. More quarterbacks are ruined than developed, right? You love to say that, right? Yes. Okay, well, here we go. Cincinnati, Joe Burrow. We are on the cusp here of ruining this guy. Did you see any of that game? I hope you didn't see any of it, but did you happen to see any of that game? I did against Pittsburgh. I did. I saw a lot of it. It's like it's like it's like Alabama playing a high school. Team. Every time they play a divisional opponent, even Cleveland has been smashing them. Okay, yep. and uh, boy, I never thought I'd say you know we're longing for the days of Marvin Lewis. But I'll tell you, if there's a coaching hot seat and Zach Taylor's not not got a seat at the table, I don't know what the heck's going on here. You know, and I'm going to run out of time here, but I like the call and I like the thing. You know, I've had people whose opinion I respect. Amy Trask said it. Mike Tannenbaum said it, that for his own good, they may have to take Burrow off the field at some point because he's taking such a beating. He's been terrific. He's been a revelation. They got blasted yesterday. Really good call. Really good calls. Really good takes. Thank you so much for being a part of this. It has been a terrific day. Hopefully tomorrow will be just as much fun. Enjoy the game tonight. I'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.